Well, folks, another monumental AEW Dynamite in the books. Um, I've been promised a surprise on this show, which has alarmed me greatly. Let's put our names back on the screen there because we do not have an overlay for this program, which is fourth. Um, this is the Dynamite Review. I'm joined by two of the great grinners of our time. Bobby O'Neill for your second week straight on this program. How are you, tonight? I'm doing well, man. You know, uh, I thought the show was pretty good, and I'm excited to be here. And, uh, you know, it's my weekend already, so it's good stuff. What are you going to be doing these next few days, Bobby, with this extended weekend? I will be watching uh, about 10 to 12 hours of college basketball each of the next two days, and then probably about 8 to 10 on Saturday and Sunday. Bootlicker. Oracle, how are you on this wonderful uh, Wednesday evening? I'll be watching about six to eight hours of 1996 <laughs> wrestling uh, Friday or Saturday, and then about another six to eight hours on Sunday. No. Uh, hopefully not that much. Maybe. You never know. Otherwise, I'm good. This is going to be an interesting show. I, You know, I've done enough of these to know I can read energy. I was I couldn't be on the uh, like the screen for long beforehand, so I was playing clips to keep Bob entertained while I got my setup ready. And when I came back, Oracle said to me, "Did you hear what I said?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Well, I'll save it." And there was this there was this sense that I had been set up much like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, which I now spoil on every show. Um, it was there was a sense I was it was a trap I was walking into here. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about dynamite segment by segment. I'm looking at the chat here. Um, I did also think about this, which which scared me quite a bit. Um, the element of a bloodbath here is we all wear white, which seems haunting. Um, people are very fired up. This show may ruin their grin. Let's see. We start at the top, as we always do. Trio's match, one booked right for the Oracle of Wrestling, yeah. a PWG uh, you know, spot fest. I liked it quite a bit. I think Adam Cole and Jungle Boy have tremendous chemistry. They did. They did. So they got double heat. Oracle, which I tweeted at you in all caps. Luchasaurus taking the first. I knew we wasn't going to escape with just that. He had to get hot tag too, which we got to later. Um, they built to the you know they did the old school deal building to the top guys going head to head with Cole and Hangman. And uh, what else do I have here? Oh yes, there was that awesome double doomsday gimmick. Bobby, this strikes me saying more your taste than the Oracle of Wrestling's. What did you think of it? Yeah, and you know, even though I don't really want the uh, Colin Hangman feud to continue, this did work for me. Uh, I like these kind of matches to open the show, kind of get the energy up. Uh, and you know, I think they did their job. It went, I think, uh, about the right amount of time. You know, it wasn't too long. I didn't get uh, bored of it or whatever. And I, I think it did its job. I was entertained. Um, you know, and like I said, for not wanting the feud to continue for this match to win me over, I think is a positive for them. It definitely took the the very energetic crowd and led them in the right direction. Right? Mm -hmm. Gave them something to talk about. Got them something to get fired up about, which was fun. Oracle, did you break anything around you when you were watching this one? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, this was fine. I, I thought it was really good. I just, you know, uh, Luchasaurus just, you know, he's just he's not very good. Um. <laughs> There were a couple spots that were bad, like Adam Cole's Inziguri to cut off. Was it Jungle Boy? I mean, or, or didn't have, he didn't even connect? And then he hurt him. Then he like did a flat back bump. It was kind of embarrassing. Um, but there was 
I I actually didn't mind the Doomsday spot. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, Adam Page's hot tag was incredible yeah. early on. Um, he was great, great, great in this match. Um, I really like Bobby Fish in this because he's just a smart wrestler. He doesn't like, uh, I don't know, he just doesn't do too much. Kyle Riley was really good in this too. He just, his mannerisms annoy me. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. I didn't like it as much as probably a lot of other people did, but I mean, I thought it was a really good match, honestly. Okay. Well, good. It feels like these trios titles are such a like easy fit for this product, right? Trios titles is such mm-hmm. a natural fit. It feels like something they, they, they're inevitably going to do. I think Tony Khan's answer at the last press was very telling in that regard. Um, I thought it was a really good way to start the show. I actually think, unless you have a hot talking segment, you should probably strive for this type of match to lead off the show most weeks. Bob, do you think that's a, that's a fair assessment? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, before they like aired the pre-shows or whatever, WWE would do it to lead off pay-per-views that have the big multi-man tag matches for the people in the building. It just works, man. It gets people going, and uh, it's a good start. Yeah. It's provocative. Yes. As Cody says... Uh, slap a like on this video, you pieces of shit. I didn't say that. I was just reading the comments <laughs> as I often do. You could also send the tip at streamlabs.com slash late night grin. As you see the Oracle of Wrestling, show that mug again there, Oracle. Fucking rules. Look at that. Look at that. Pop. One of the greatest late night grin moments ever where we all realized the Oracle was just announcing his own pops. Incredible. Incredible moment. Nonetheless, we move forward. Um, <laughs> Keith Lee, they did a segment here where they team Taz agreed not to kick the shit out of him. Um, and uh, you know, they said they talked about him wrestling match. Cast they did a follow up to this later. Ricky was tremendous here, but the real takeaway you know, increasing, um, kind of slow burn on this Keith Lee uh, arc that we're taking here. He was like mean here, right? He had like an edge and stuff. He wasn't just like you know, he wasn't doing the other thing he does sometimes on the microphone. He's popping me in this run. Oracle Keith Lee, he, he feels like he's he's taken everything I didn't like about him and like removed it. Fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ricky Starks is great here. So was Hobbs. Um, like they, 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 they're both just really, really good. Um, I really appreciated Keith Lee just like saying i punched you and you hit the floor like a bitch like that was just simple you don't have to you don't have to use big vocabulary and shit like that like uh, i don't know like that that stuff where he like says vocabulary and all that shit's annoying so like you know i'm just i'm just glad to see that he is like basically sounding like a badass and and yeah I'm I'm enjoying Keith Lee a good bit. Probably the most I have enjoyed him since the Indies in five years. Shout out Gabe Sapolsky. Bob, your thoughts on this little backstage segment here? Yeah, I like it. I'm really excited to see him wrestle either of, uh, you know, Hobbs or Ricky Starks. Um, And yeah, they're keeping it simple and it's working. And this is probably how Keith Lee should have been... uh, used for the past however many years but you know he's he's here now he's been used right and uh, it's good to see chris statlander appears to be getting very serious folks she was removing the her makeup which seemingly made it seemingly made jim ross mad he seemed angry <laughs> about this he seemed to made a, a slide about this um tony shivani said that he said something that made me tick shoot pervert he wasn't actually pervert, but it popped me um Bob, what do you think of this? 
this seemingly, you know, this seeming shift in direction, this sudden shift in direction. It is a little sudden, but like you kind of have to do it eventually, or she's going to be boxed in for her whole career. So you might as well just do it, right? Like she, she's very good in the ring, and I do think like as fun as the stuff she's been doing is, it does kind of limit her a little bit, and this will maybe not do that. Oric, what do you think? This uh, this potential likely a Statlander change. Yeah, what do you think about it? Is an idea. Um, I think it's probably a good idea. I mean, gimmicks like hers get over and with with an AEW audience. Um, but from a standpoint of, for me personally, I enjoy it because that means it's just kind of more serious. Yeah. Um. I, I don't really know where they're going to go with it. I guess I, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's kind of hard to. Um, hard to see what it's going to be, right? Yeah. 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 It's tough. I gotta be careful with it because the last thing the division needs is another person that just doesn't have like much character. <laughs> like Chris yeah. was fun and likable, immediately likable. So just be careful. As long as you have an idea of where it's going, you know, that's all. Right, which I'm sure they don't. That was not me, you know. We haven't seen it yet, right? But that was my only thing. Um, okay, up next, Danielson Moxley against Chuck Taylor and, and Wheeler Euler, or as uh, Regal crowned him tonight, Wheeler Euler, which is now what we will call him moving forward on the late night grin. Um, let me tell you something, folks. When Regal walked over to commentary, I fucking like. I can't tell you, so I've never been so excited to see a man join the commentary desk because he he's tremendous in this role, and more than that, he has incredible chemistry of JR, which is like at this point is a pop, right? And immediately it was like comfort. It was incredible. This match was 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 tremendous, and it, got, it did what it's supposed to do in terms of you. However, you know, if I was being very picky, I would trim the heat slightly. But the point here was this. Here's where I'm at on this, folks. This is the early days. We're in the opening weeks of this program. I think this is clearly the most interesting thing in the whole promotion. I think this whole scenario is like genuinely fantasy booking playing out. So it's insane the amount of talent involved in this thing. It's magic. I love, love, love where this is going. This did an incredible job of getting Uter over, which has previously been a struggle because of the position he's been put in. Um, a big hit for me, Bobby. What did you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I thought it could have been a little bit shorter in the middle, but other than that, it's fine. And it is really interesting because you know, they're not building to a match. Harry did the match, so it's like the options they have here and the roads they could take, and you know how long it could last. It just it is a lot of fun because it doesn't seem like anything's off the table. Fucking rules, Oracle. What do you think? Are we just talking about just like the faction in general or the match? Go with the yeah. match, and then we'll talk about the angle. The match was way too long. Um, yeah, I'm 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 being mean tonight. Um, but I mean, like the work was great. Like the work was fucking awesome. It was just way too long. Why did it go this long? Um, yeah, they they see Chuck. They're not going to just beat Chuck. I, I know you would. Too long. It's too long. Um, but. The post match was awesome. Regal was great on commentary. He was hilarious on commentary and great. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the gothic waif on. Amazing, out. amazing line. 
<laughs> he was great for the whole thing, man. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, the post match with Yuta was was just awesome, man. Like, um, that was really interesting stuff. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know, like, um. This 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 thing they could do is, I mean, somebody said it. AC said it. Just uh, just just said it in the chat. They could they could always build to a, yeah yeah <laughs> you know. Um, of course, that's that seems like something far down the line. It does. But maybe not. I mean, I could totally see Eddie Kingston joining up with Danielson and 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 uh, that would be Mark. interesting if they actually try and do that. That'd be really interesting because of the Danielson yeah. element, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I, but I think that's. Interesting, and I think that's fun to do. Yeah, I do too. Um, they, you know, I'd actually really be down for that, even though I have some very harsh things to say about the Jericho segment, but uh, hated it. Um, but well, well, oh no, this is bad. that surprise for you right there. Um, I could not stand it, but I mean, you know, Vince Russo, you know, we, I'm, I'm tired of his shit, but um, the uh. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is interesting stuff. Like I was I was a a uh, mark for catch point and shit. Yes. I think Gabe's evolve. Uh Gabe Pop. And uh Gabe Pop. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> Always Gabe Pop. I, I don't know. I just I, I, I dig I, I dig stuff like that. But um I don't know. It's 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 tough to say where where they're going to go. There, I think that you know they're eventually going to recruit people or or do something like that, right? Like they've already teased it. Now they've actually yeah. done a segment that they're. But the, um, the line where he was like, um, where where Regal goes, you know, this this place is great, but it needs more professional wrestlers. It's fucking so interesting this dynamic that like Re- like Regal and Danielson want to like fix the promotion and we don't really know if Mox gives a shit about any of that. It's like I don't know, man. It just rules. I don't know. I, I don't know how you actually book it. That's why it interests me. Like everything else, I can kind of figure out where it's going. I have no clue what you do with this. That's what's so interesting about it. You know, they probably win in the tag titles, but then like when you add, well, it's, it's wild. I don't know. We, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um, Yes, big thumbs up from me. The post-match, Regal was incredible in the post-match, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Tremendous. FTR promo, Bucks interrupted. They they seemingly teased Brett the Hitman Hart. Bob, what the fuck? Yeah, that would rule, huh? There's no way, right? Listen, for one night, if you're going to already run a big building in Vegas and you, know, you keep talking about this big fight field thing, load it up, man. Why not? That would be like so layered because they're actually, if they're actually in the box too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the- that night's the final of the Owen tournament too. So, I mean, you know, it makes sense. Bobby. Is that a scoop? No, you know, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it's right first. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like we do accidentally break, break, break news on here with our booking. So we do. Yeah, we we mean, certainly do. Yeah. Oracle, we're gonna get Brett the Hitman hot. Man, I tell you, <clears throat> they teased it. Seemed like it. Factual. 
this is not a company that really abandons teases like that often, right? Mm-hmm. They usually capitalize on them and 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 deliver them. Yeah, this is this is going to be a uh... how long he's around. I don't know. Feels like a one-off, right? But that's enough, I think, for mm-hmm. us to pop. Yes, it'd be insane, absolutely insane. Okay, we're almost there. There was a thing with the acclaim. Great reaction for Swerve entering the scene there and, and going head to with Starks. We may indeed get a Keith and Swerve versus Team Taz match here shortly, which sounds incredible. Um, Oracle, any thoughts on this before we get to the bloodbath that will be the Jericho segment? Um. <laughs> I don't really know. I yeah. just the acclaim don't really do anything for me. I like Bowens a lot. The Max Caster just yeah. I don't know. Well, you're a I'm, big fan I'm being I'm just I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a contrarian today. But. This next segment, Oracle, I'm going to get mad. Bob, it's okay. Did you like this? Did you like this uh, swerve situation? Yeah, I thought it was good. I think it got the job done. Uh, kind of showed all the guys as they needed to be. And uh, if they do Keith and Swerve against Team Taz, that's going to be very good. Factual. Right, it's time. Let's get this out of the way. Let's take this head on. <laughs> Chris Jericho came out <laughs> and produced one of the greatest segments in professional wrestling history. A segment so good that Bob texted me directly and said, this is incredible. I replied, this is high art. <laughs> A segment in which Chris Jericho did layers upon layers upon layers of performance art, including at one point changing wrestlers' names on the fly with no explanation uh, after explaining that they only use real names while using a fake name. He made many people mad, and I thought my friend the Oracle of Wrestling was above this. He appears to have fallen victim to the great workmanship of one Christopher Jericho. Oracle, I'll let you speak for yourself in a moment, I promise, but let me just, you know, I've got a lot to talk about here, okay? Okay. When Daniel Garcia grabbed the microphone and, like, pretended he was mad about it and then said, that makes me a sports center tattoo, and then looked down the camera, I, let me tell you something. My God. That's my dryer. Okay, fair. That's why I think of your, that's, that's why I think of your opinion. I've never been so happy watching this program. It was, as the confirmed shoot said, a WWF mecha faction on national television. He's lost his mind. He's so hurt by the fact that Eddie Kingston beat him in a fist fight that he has decided he does a completely different thing altogether and he cannot be beaten as a professional wrestler because he no longer is one. He is a sports entertainer. He has embraced the one thing the audience truly hates, making them boo him. After cheering his whole entrance and opening spiel, he gave them incredible names. Jake Hager's part of the promo was fucking hilarious because it was so bad. He just said one line that was bad. This was incredible. Before I go to Oracle, Bob, you text me. You were as excited as I was. This is our kind of content, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved it. Um, you know, just... It it was inside without being too inside, like, and I think that was the point, like, over the top about it, and it just, it worked, man, like, I, Jericho, I know he's hit or miss, but, like, his promos are usually still good, this one was very good, and, uh, yeah, the, the name change part really put it over the top. It feels like he's back, Bob. It does, back. yeah. The Garcia thing is so perfect. Mm-hmm. This is such a better fit for him than him just being, like, serious wrestler rookie, I think. So much better. I love it. 
Absolutely loved the segment. Oracle, you described, you hated it. You you dare use the name of Vince Russo on this program. Please explain. I can explain in the thorough, or I can just give you a simple explanation of what I'm going to do going forward. You, okay. You can pick between those. Okay. I'm going to go for the latter first. And then if you want me to explain a little bit further, I'll, I'll try. Um, unless the Mad King Eddie Kingston is, is involved, which he will be some, I will be doing, I'll be changing the channel and I'll be fast forwarding if I uh, have to. Uh, that's that's how much I disliked it. Okay, so, now you can explain. Um, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think your explanation is wrong. One positive, I'll I'll give a positive. There, you know, there. This whole thing wasn't terrible. I do like that Jericho changes his character. Right, mm-hmm. he changed it, new version of himself. That's fine. You know, um, I like that he put over, you know, Garcia and 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 two point oh whatever whatever the fuck they're called now. Who cares? Um. <clears throat> That's fine. You know, I, I, I like that part. Um, I guess I'm getting worked. I don't know, whatever. But um, it's very Russo. See, Meech is with me. Um, you know, like it's it's it doesn't have quite the absurd twist that a Russo has, right? Like, to, you know, to be fair. But like in terms of the meta language and the insider stuff, it's way too much for me. Even though I know it's like I, I, I like your description was accurate. Mm-hmm. I just don't want that. I don't want that in my wrestling. Um, like I don't know. It's just I, it's just not for me. Um, saying things like angles and storylines on on live television is cringeworthy to me. That's fair. I would have left like, that. This, and this it's just honestly like it's like I legitimately probably won't watch these segments. I mean, obviously, Eddie Kingston will be involved, and I can't turn Eddie off, so I'm going to be kind of forced to watch shit that I don't want to see. Blood and guts. Like, it's 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 just it's not for me, man. Do you not think the sports entertainer thing though works? Like, that isn't inside to me. That's like that's as Bob said. Bob's description was good. Of like, if you're a nerd like us, that you get a different level of pop out of it. But it just sounds like a pretentious asshole to someone else, you know. That's my read. I don't know what Bob would explain that because you actually use. I thought that was a good point on your part. Just yeah, kind of like uh, on the surface, yeah, kind of like you said, he could be like, "Oh, you know, I'm different than everyone here." But like yeah. the people that actually get it realize that you know it's ironic and like he's playing. He's basically doing Vince on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like who's the perfect? Who is the absolute antithesis of the idea of a sports entertainer? Eddie Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I mean, I honestly, or, well, I'm a little bit, I think it's perfect. You know what else? I, I, I think, I think, I don't like the idea of using the like very silly and divisive AEW WWE sort of Twitter feud going on between bootlickers as, as, as a, as a, as a faction. Okay, I that's where that's, we're that's where we're split. <laughs> I, I think it's stupid. Like I don't I just don't want to see that, dude. I don't want to see it. Like it's not for me. I think it's I think part of it is like I don't know, man. Like I, I just it's just it's not for me. That's fine. A lot of people a lot of you know, my powers are on the timeline didn't like it. I get it. 
It's well, I think just, it's just bad. You know. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You're okay. You can not like stuff. I just maybe it is as simple as that concept that you dislike popped Bob and I tremendously. I think he's made right. what happened here. Right. Because I because I think it works on the surface. That's the key to me. Like I really think if well, someone didn't know any of that, they would think you know, the fans are, are buying into it and eating it up. It's just, you know, not me. But yeah. it's fine. What do you think about this fit for Garcia? It's what the fast forward button's for. Um, well, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. It will be kind of funny for him to, like, work like an actual pro wrestler and then, like, pretend that he's a sports entertainer. Fucking rule, man. That's, he like does a taunt. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of funny. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I just <sighs> irony. I don't know. They're they're like. <sighs> I'm just. I'm. I'm bad. I mean. Look, a lot of people didn't like this. You're fine. You don't have to pull punches. You can just say you can say why and the fact you didn't. You're, you're good. No one's mad. I, I so think it fine. sucked. I just it doesn't. It doesn't appeal to me. Fair. Like yeah. the 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 meta ironic. Let's create like a WWF mecha group. To me, is like it's too like it's 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 too it's too on the nose. It's it caters almost too much to the to, to the bad side of of what I can like to some of the bad aspects of like wrestling social media and stuff. Yeah, I just I, I think it's like I think someone could actually argue that it would actually make this, the the bad side of that wrestling social media more lighthearted. I actually think there's an argument to be made about that, um, but I just I don't know. It's not. It's just not for me. I I, I, I think you may be, and, and I say this as someone that's right there with you, but just reacted differently. I think you may be too aware of what that Twitter thing looks like. Because you and I know how bad it gets, but I think we maybe overestimate how much of that was apparent to the audience watching. Like, I think at core, this story is... the This particular audience resents the notion of a sports entertainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, I Bob and I get and further enjoyment out of the mecha element, but I don't think that's what this lives and dies on. I think this works very simply. It's just that particular part of it is very fucking funny. <laughs> the name part, I'm sorry, I laughed at that. I, to me, it doesn't, it isn't breaking the kind of rules of wrestling. It's just, it works on both levels. To me. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I, and like, I don't know, it's just... <sighs> That was silly, but also I think I don't know. He's I know Jericho. He's going to continue to use all these. It's just I mean I know he's not going to go out there and go you know pull a you know New Blood Rising and just leave in the middle of the match. Exactly, you're right. Yeah, but it's just it's like you know look. Shane Douglas, you know, did his thing 25 years ago. We don't need to see it again. That's spiteful. That was um, that was venomous. That was venomous. Oh, but, 
That was spiteful. It's not lash out. We're all friends here, okay? We're all friends. I think you are going to... Here's my prediction, folks, okay? I think the Oracle is going to apologize to me in a month when Chris Jericho goes coast to coast in blood and guts while Eddie Kingston screams, this is what a professional looks like, motherfucker, and punches him in the head. And Santana and Ortiz grab forks. Yeah, I mean, that would me. That's where we're going, brother. I know that's what we're going. going to do a pre-tape with like a cage behind him where he explains that wrestlers are about blood and guts. I'm, and, I'm well aware. That's I'm well aware. And Chris, gonna see. Chris is going to sell it like he's... With, and they're going to team up with Danielson and <laughs> Mox. And... Yeah. Chris is going to sell it like he's never been in blood and guts, even though he's in the only other blood and guts match they did. It's going to be incredible. Bob, can you... Can you uh, any final touches on this segment that we love so much and we text about, like little school kids? No, you know, again, I think it's very good. Um, Oracle, I wouldn't worry too much. There's stuff coming up that I don't like that I think everyone else liked. So, you know, it happens, man. Pop. <laughs> what is this new thing of you guys, like, threatening me with how you're going to get Hold on now. Hold on now. Josh. Josh. Yes. He's not going to watch it. I said if the Mad King's involved, I will watch it, which will force me to watch a lot of these. <laughs> Power of Eddie Kingston. But... It rules that if this wasn't Eddie Kingston program, I'd probably just be in agreement with Oracle. God bless me. I'm happy. Serena Deeb, pre-tape. Bob, are you relieved that Shoot isn't on this show and he can't scream at us about Serena Deeb? He gets really aggressive, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Have you ever been frightened when he does that? I am sometimes. Yeah, he gets really fired up, man. Last night on the AEW Dark Green Along Oracle, he did this motion. Slammed his hand down on the side of his chair. <laughs> I imagine he does that every time that Serena wrestles on television or talks. So, any thoughts on this uh, this little promo here, Oracle Bobby? Anything, anything in particular? No, not really. I think you know it kind of sets up their match again nicely for you know they've they've obviously wrestled a couple times the past couple months, and this kind of gives it a little bit of a fresh element. But <laughs> pulled that punch a little bit there, Bobby, didn't you? <laughs> Bobby said, they wrestled a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the chat was flaming Oracle, so I ain't taking none of that heat. I'm just getting to say a couple of times. Oracle, are you excited to see Sheeta Serena 5? Mm-hmm. Yes, 5, right? Uh, real quick, let me answer Josh's questions. Okay. Josh Baker's questions. Yeah. Um, no, I thought that was terrible. The previous one, I did like Festival Friendship a lot, yes. The musical number was embarrassing. Sorry. Um, but I, I, I did I did think the uh, festival friendship was outstanding. Well, how would you feel about recreating? How would you feel about recreating that uh, MJF Jericho scene with one of the grinners? And if so, which grinner would you choose? Um, I would have to do it with Oracle, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Especially after what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> which one are you going to play the role of Jericho and get really red? Sweat profusely. <laughs> Tremendous. All right. Wardlow, Scorpio Sky, TNT title. Um, this was interesting because they were clearly in a situation where they had to achieve many different things at once. I think they mostly pulled it off. Um, I have personally thought, and this was very, very polarizing on the timeline. So if you guys disagree, that's fine. We're all friends here for now. I personally thought they actually presented Scorpio in a fine fashion. It may be because I had picture in picture too, but I actually thought they made him look pretty damn competent in the meat of the match. Personally, that's just me, okay? I feared worse would be the case. So that's just my take. 
My one thing was I wish the crowd bought Wardlow was going to win more than they did because they mm. didn't really. And you could tell that. You could feel it, which was a slight shame. Um, as Josh mentions, Dan Lambert wearing the belt fucking rules. <laughs> this whole act looks incredible. Hilarious act that I've decided I like because um, Dan Lambert stopped talking. Um, the one thing I'll say is, as well as Wardlow sold it, and he did sell it well, I wish there was something slightly more creative to the interference itself. I wish there was a little more spice to it, just something a little bit more dramatic. We'll talk about the post-match off. Let's start with the match. Bob, what did you think? Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with you. You know, maybe uh, Wardlow, after the power bombs, like goes to the pin and then Sean Spears pulls the ref out or something, just spice yeah. it up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think Scorpio looked bad in this. Like everyone was like, oh, you know, you knew what the result was going to be. You knew there was going to be interference and all that. But I think in spite of all that, he still looked fine. Um, you know, it, it was it, it did what it had to do. And, you know, that's all there really is for me to say about it. Like, you know, as a match, it was kind of just there. But like as a storytelling device, it did what it had to do. Oracle, what did you think of the, the match and then the finish? The match was not really much of anything. Um, I don't really have an opinion on the match one way or the other. Mm. I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I didn't think either guy really looked bad, per se. Right. Um, I don't think this had quite as much heat as I would have liked to yeah, Ma- the match and the post match. Um, it didn't feel quite as main event as you wanted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I don't know. It just I, I don't know if it was the placement of the segment or what. Following um, that Jericho promo, man, they said, "Yeah, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> you know, it's too good." Right? Regardless of my thoughts on it, you know, the, <laughs> that 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 you know the the crowd was pretty hot for it. I think. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's. <sighs> The match itself was fine. I, I I didn't have any problem with it, but I also don't think it's. I I never thought the match was going to be anything special though, because it was always going to be a backdrop for the turn, or, or not the turn, but for the you know for MJF officially like starting his shoot with Wardlow. So. I wish they did. Um, I wish they like made it more dramatic where where MJF coming in really got like a big gasp from the people you know it was like i just wish it had more it was more exciting the way he came in but that's you know that is what it is um they were into wardlow but he is an investment in the result and they never seem to buy wardlow's winning that belt to me anyway that's just my read on it i didn't think they ever bought he was gonna win it and that's what that's wrestling is what it is this audience was very like smart and i think they kind of felt they were going to be an interference which is why the reaction was where it was uh, before we talk about the post-match, I've been informed of some information from my friend and yours, the world-famous Confirmed Shoot. He's informed me that world-famous professional wrestler Brie Bella was backstage at AEW Dynamite. As of this as of this moment, he is unsure of any negotiations that may or may not have taken place, but he wanted to inform me that. Um, I believe he sourced his Instagram, so I recommend everyone investigate that accordingly. Bob, your thoughts on a huge signing for AEW? That would uh, that would be a big shift. Yeah. What kind of uh, match do you think Britt Baker and Brie Bella could have, Bobby? I'm not going to answer that. Give me a star rating, Gage. Give me a range. Uh, somewhere between... 
you know, two and uh, oh, two and, and uh, oh, three, two. three and a half. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's an interesting range. I'm going to ask you on that one. I'm going to let Bob just have that one. Uh, all, yeah. all I was going to say is, if she does, don't put her in the ring with Britt Baker. That was literally what I was <laughs> Say. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. I'm sure. So, what did you guys think of the post match? I like the deal with Lambert and the money exchange. Oh, that stuff pops me. I'm sorry. I, I just I'm a sucker for that stuff. Um, I like the people chanting for Punk. I thought the post match was a lot better than the actual finish itself. Oracle, you seemed unsure. What do you think? I thought it was executed fine. Honestly, I, it's just I I wish there was a little bit more heat to it. Um, I don't know if that's a bad thing for the feud. I, I don't think it really means anything yet. Uh, I think it's, you know, Wardlow's an ongoing project, so I don't think that there's any concern quite yet. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, I was a little disappointed just because I wanted I wanted it to be a little bit more, yeah, you know, buzzworthy, I guess. Following that Jericho Appreciation Society, brother, it's Mission Impossible. You know, we couldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is factual. In fairness, this was one part I got a great reaction when he like, was going to yeah. MJF. That's good shit. Um, shout out also to our, a guy, Hester, who, who's tweeted about this and was spot on. Jim Ross, a little bit of moment of magic when he pointed out that Wardlow has built up a lot of enemies. That was very nicely done by JR, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little thing, subtle thing, but it explained to the audience why he was left all alone. Why would anyone help Wardlow, right? He's been helping this dude win for two years. I like stuff like that. It was a good job. Um, we had a Jade promo. I did not actually hear the audio to this because I was listening to something else, which I'll not reference as of this particular moment in time. I text the confirmed sheet, what did Jade say? And uh, he claimed that she actually buried me and named me. Directly, so Bob, your thoughts on your friend Joe Holbert being buried on AEW Dynamite? Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, you know, you shouldn't have uh, been so hard on Jade for the past few months, and uh, you got what you deserved. <laughs> oh, wow, that was a little, a little much. Was that was that revenge for asking you about the star rating thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oracle, what do you think they're going with this Jade? Uh, this next Jade match feels like a big one's coming, doesn't it? Goldberg. <laughs> Okay, Oracle, give me a star rating gauge on that one. Well, <laughs> I mean, Jade, I mean, Goldberg Goldberg will be blown up early in the match. So, How long is it going? <laughs> maybe two, two and a half. Jade's, Jade's got to win with the, with the, uh, what is it? The jaded or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Jaded. Yeah. Did you get Bill up for that one? Uh, maybe. Bill, can Bill get up for that one? Jade's, is what I should ask. Jade's, Jade's a pretty strong gal. Yeah, Bill is more my concern than Jade, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. It feels like St. Bid's coming. I agree with Charlotte Safina, feels likely. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Okay. The Hardys are here. They wrestled Private Party. Uh, Bob, can you do an impression of that voice at the start of Private Party's theme? Don't do it. Um, Don't be problematic. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. The Hardys are over. Um, shocking, I know. New development here every day. Uh, they're over huge. The match itself was pretty simple, especially for the first, you know, 
two-thirds, three-quarters, whatever you want to say. Um, it was a build to Jeff's hot tag. And listen, say what you will, care as much or as little as you want. They reacted to this hot tag like it was 1986 and Hoot Gibson was on the apron. I mean, good. Were they ready to see Jeff Hardy or what? It was insane. Jeff looks like he's in agony, but God bless him. The uh, the setup for that hot tag was an that was an incredible bit spot that deal where um they went for their own like poetry in motion and Matt clotheslined uh, I think it was Isaiah out of the air and he like took a bump on Quinn's back. Did you see that shit? Mm. That was violent, man. Place went nuts for the hot tag. They played the hits, went back and forth a little bit and went home. Um, it was a hit. I, I'm not even look. I don't worry about guys' health and stuff because it's their lives, right? But like I. I think Jeff's. I've said this before. I think Jeff's look can be slightly deceiving. Like, I think that dude, I think that dude's spilling it, man. I really do. But you know, I enjoyed the match for it was. Oracle, what did you think? It was fine. Um, I just five years ago this popped me. Yeah. Um, five years later, I don't know, man. That's five years later. These guys were. Hmm. It's just their bodies are just, just, you know. I legit thought this exact same thing. Like, God bless him, man. But like, oh my God, he just looks like he's in pain, you know? So it's a strange situation. I mean, they're over. Oh, God, You know, it's just, man. Yeah. The swan song was terrifying too. You know, like that angle, his neck was being like I mean, Matt, Matt can't walk. Jeff is like in pain the whole time. It's just it's, yeah. you know, kind of rough. But yeah. Yeah, like, look, this is <laughs> I knew me should be the one that dunked for this. What I mean by this is I never want to be one of those accounts, one of those voices that like I don't know how these dudes feel. So I ain't trying to sit here and police them. You know, I'm not their dad, but what well, I am trying to say yeah. is, like, it appears. Know, it certainly appears that poor Jeff is, yeah, he looked like he was feeling it a little bit. But what did you think of the match? It was good. It was a little too long, uh, especially in the context of the rest of the show, because you'd kind of feel that some stuff probably had some time cut from it. But, like, you know, they played the hits. I think it's what everyone wanted to see. Um, Personally, I would think I would have liked a little more build to, you know, the Hardys and private party stuff yeah. instead of just announcing it cold, you know, five hours ago or whatever they did. But, like, that might kind of be a nitpick, too. Like, there's only so much you can do with that. It's obviously going to just be a TV match. But I get I don't you. Know. I think yeah, I mean, there's a middle ground, right? Like, where you're mm-hmm. not saying you're mad about it, but it does feel like they could have given it a bit more juice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, feels, it feels like it could have been kind of a big spot for private party and it, Probably still was, but like, yeah, you know, are they better, more well regarded right now than they were, you know, six hours ago? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I there was a debate about this, and I I do get the pushback on people complaining because it's like it's a Hardy's match. Stop crying. But I do get it. But at the same time, I just think there's a kind of general concern, and I think we all agree this isn't really a thing for AEW, but just broadly speaking about just, like, just throwing matches out there. Like, as soon as like, this one could have been allowed to cook a little bit, you know? Mm. That's all. Um, yeah, what do we think, guys? Like, where is our excitement level at on the hardest thing? Chat, you do this. Like, I'm intrigued. Give me, like, a rating out of 10, chat, for where you, how excited you are for Jeff. Like, Jeff and Matt as a team in AEW. Because I know there's a lot of dream matches, but I just... 
I don't know, guys. I don't want to be a great big fucking hater, but I just find it hard to really get excited for said dream matches. You know, they're not really very dreamlike for me anymore. I'll say this. I think Jeff Darby is worth building to and, and doing, and I think they will. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll do the um, tag with Sting? I think they'll do that too. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, other than that, no. No. I, I think that's yeah. the only thing worth. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever wrestle FTR? Mm. I, I think can, they... I can check real quick. Got a lot of sevens. A lot of sevens in the chat. No. Uh, Tope with a three, but mostly sevens. Yeah, I don't think they did, but let me see. Which is a, I think sevens are very fair rating. Of people love the Hardys, but they everyone agrees that you know, is what it is, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting. FTR match is interesting because if you actually watch an Oracle, you know this better than me, but like. More and more, the Hardys, when they haven't got ladders in there, they actually just work very traditional tag matches. And if any team's going to get those maximized, it's FTR, right? So it feels like that's one that could be good. Um, beyond that, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. But it is what it is. I think, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy for their fans that they're getting this. Speaking of Derby, post-match segment, huge pop for Derby making the save, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, this is this eventual eight man tag, or maybe a get someone else involved in this attempt. I don't know what they're gonna do. But um that pop, Bobby. That was like you yeah. when you come into the four hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I noticed that too. Like that really stood out. Like that might have been the biggest pop of the night, except for maybe the very end, but like Yeah. Yeah, that was something. Adam Cole's opening pop was fucking insane, right? That was like Yes, that one too, yes. That was ridiculous. They must have heard different music or something. It was crazy. Oracle, are you researching this FTR matter? No. Okay, good. <laughs> they wrestled uh, on a Raw in July 2017. They faced off and FTR got the win. How long was it? Uh, 13-21. Just the Raw match. There you go, folks. <laughs> go watch it on the WF Network. Apparently they just had a match on Raw. Oracle, do you have any recollection of this match? I thought they had wrestled once before. Was it one time? Yeah. It was in Nashville, and uh, it was the Raw where Roman and Joe faced off in the main event. That doesn't narrow it down. What what date is that? July 17th, 2017. It's FTR's return. Yeah. After one of them got hurt for three months. Mm -hmm. What was the finish in the Joe match? Uh, it's a no contest, so that's right. It's a no contest because Braun came out. Mm-hmm. They, re- I feel like they wrestled. The build, a lot of that was the, that was the build to the four way. Four way, yeah. yeah. They wrestled quite. If it was like they wrestled a lot of Raw main events that went three segments. My, I remember, I remember them being long. <laughs> <laughs> they had yeah, a great one on New Year's Day, twenty eighteen. That's your best one. Okay, and they, Joe's first night on Raw, they wrestled too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember when okay. he? Yeah, the backlash match is dreadful. We, oh we god! Yeah, we covered that for that's terrible. Um, okay. Yeah, so I did. JJ brings. Oh, I should have mentioned this earlier, but the the ring looked like one of those toy rings. <laughs> well, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it makes it was it was it popped me. Um, I actually thought there was going to be a finish that involved that, but I think it was just a case of like the weaponry and such in the main event, which is fine. Main event here he is. Firstly, Bob, this is exactly this is directly for you. They made music for the cage. They did. It's awesome. Pump your Love fist. It. I did. Oracle, your thoughts on making music for steel cages? I'm reminded of when 
<laughs> the battle of the billionaires when they had music for the chair for the hair chair. <laughs> I can't believe you just. <laughs> I just asked that question. And your answer was, "I'm reminded of when." <laughs> yes, that was very profound, Oracle. Tremendous. Um, Thunderose's entrance extraordinary. They got to it, and there was this moment in this match that was fucking hilarious, in which Britt got some juice. And, like, Rosa appeared so mad that this was not actual, like, it was, like, very lame. She just started punching her. It was incredible. I mean, she was just punching her in the car over and over again, like, get some real blood, coward. <laughs> Rosa certainly didn't have the same problem when she got some. She was leaking. Yeah, look, this is my genuine take. You can analyze the mechanics back and forth, and, and I think there's fair critiques you made, whatever. The crowd, I thought, really were... Um, the crowd, you know, they were pivotal to this thing because they added a certain level of drama that I don't think this would have happened had elsewhere. They were so into it. And for whatever I say about certain elements of her game, Brit is fucking tough. She does some crazy shit in there, and God bless her. Um, the finish was fascinating because I think they were cut on time mm -hmm. because they did, they transitioned to the floor and then they just went straight back in and did the finish, right? And Aubrey said something, right, Bobby? What, what happened? Yeah, it was like uh, 8.59 and Britt rolled out of the ring and then Aubrey kind of went over there and Britt got right back in the ring and yeah. <laughs> Go home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was interesting. Look, I, it's a flawed match. But Waltz and all, I thought it was an enjoyable experience. And it does pop me this ongoing trend that Brit is like so much more watchable in this setting. Like it's kind of hilarious. Um, yeah, I had fun with it. Bob, what did you think? You know, I didn't like it overall, I don't think. But that also doesn't really matter because like the spots and the moment at the end and the entrances are all going to stand out and kind of outlive the actual mechanics of the match anyway. And sometimes that's what's important. Um, you know, Rosa finally winning the title and doing it in her hometown. She had a really cool entrance. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of what matters. If you go back and watch that uh, match they had last year, it's not, you know, a mm -hmm. technical classic, but it not everything has to be, I guess. So maybe, maybe I framed it the wrong way when I was watching it the first time, because, you know, it's, it's going to be memorable, even though it might not have been the best. Now, I'm an expert in this game, folks. I've been around for a long time. I understand this is a very particular position that Oracle finds himself in here as the color analyst that's about to close out this segment because mm. I have led with the very optimistic stance that it was fun and I enjoyed it. Bobby has... He's he's gone in contrast, but he's done it with kind of kid gloves, which I respect, and that's why we love Bob. He's our friend. And Oracle will now decide whether or not it is deemed that we like this match or not. The ball is in his hands. Bobby has left it. He's lobbed it up. He said, Oracle, you decide. What did you think, Oracle? I think ultimately, from a quality standpoint, this was a disappointment. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ever want to see these two wrestle ever again. <laughs> um. Unless they have like a brawl for all match or something, that I, I kind of want to see that. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Rosa would win, but it's 
I mean, it's still yeah. popping. Um, the parts where Rosa bare knuckled Britt's head were tremendous. I like when there was like five minutes left, she just decided to do it again. And Britt was like, ow, that hurts and punched her really hard in the stomach. That was great. That fucking ruled. She gut punched him, man. That was incredible. I thought the last five minutes were tremendous in a way. I mean, they were like totally sloppy and totally out of control. But I think in a way it was, you know, that's yeah. that's okay in a match like this in some ways. Um, very unprofessional. There seemed to be a lot of uh uh I'm not I'm not certain on that for sure, to be fair. Part of it was that they were rushing for time. Mm-hmm. It seemed, yeah. it seemed, and they just had to kind of get to their shit. Um, but there was some stuff that just felt intensely hateful, and it kind of ruled, particularly Britt's desperation chair shot at the end, which seemed horribly unprofessional but awesome at the same time, <laughs> even if it was a planned spot. And I like how like Britt no sold the power bomb thumbtack that power bombs to hit the chair shot, and Rosa no sold the head like the unprotected chair shot to the head. And then they just sort of like sloppily went to the finish. Um, I hope they never wrestle again, like I said. Um, <clears throat> Britt Baker should probably give QT a call. Um, and uh, the post-match celebration was great with Dustin. Well, I said the Oracle would approach that in one or two ways. He certainly went the way I was assuming, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Bobby is currently very relieved at his much <laughs> less harsh stance, as am I. I'm going to just sit here quietly and <laughs> conclude the show. I must say, Oracle, it doesn't seem like you enjoyed AEW Dynamite very much tonight. <laughs> I mean, you know, wasn't. I didn't feel like it was a waste of time, which is the important thing. Bobby, what do you think? I have to, before you go, I'm very clear. I actually had a blast. And I'm not doing it. You know, Oracle knows when I'm, when I didn't have a buy. I genuinely thought it was a really fun show. But what did you think? Yeah, I think all in all, I had a really good time. Uh, you know, kind of a couple things ran a little long, a couple things were laid out a little weird, but like overall, it it, it was an enjoyable two hours. Oracle, dare I ask you what you would give this program on a scale of one to ten? Well. I almost said something that might have got me in trouble, but I stopped. Good. Um, We'll discuss it later. But probably like a 4.5. A 10? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that fucking roll was bold. What you got? Uh, Probably about a 7.5. Damn. That's like a that, if Bob give it a seven one five. That's like a six, because Bobby's just nice. He's too nice. I'm like, I'm not even like lower. I'm genuinely like eight minimum. I had a fucking great time. I liked it a lot, but they've just they've had better dynamites. 
that's the thing. Like, yeah. Wow. I like. Don't don't get me wrong. I liked it. Like, sounds sounds like you guys. Has something happened? You guys got offers? You got contract offers on the table? (laughs) No, I'm just an asshole. Bob, what's your excuse? I liked it. Seven point five is a good score. Yeah, but we all know we we Bob Bob. Listen, I've seen some of the shows you give a seven point five to. Okay, that's a different time. You know, I there's you know you and I reviewed WWF Day One together, and we both give that a seven. And I, you know, we were just nice guys. You know, I think so. Well, okay, eight then. No, I wasn't trying. Whatever I need to give it, so it's actually a seven point five. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm just messing. <laughs> Look, man, you guys can like what you like. I, I thought it was a tremendous show, and and I say that even with like I get some of your criticism of the main event. I actually think there's a lot of truth to what you said, but I just thought it was fun. The the uh, standout deal. To me, the opening trios, I love the Jericho segment. Love the advancement of Danielson and Moxley. Um, I thought the TNT stuff was effective. I thought the main event was a hit. So I had a tremendous time, but you get what you get, I suppose. Bobby, do some promotions and such for yourself as we wind down here. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Robert O'Neill31. This is the last time I will be on here until Monday. So, you know. Miss me on here, you will be able to find me on there. Um, find there... you? What? You're going to find you? Who's coming yeah. to find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter. You just type the name in and it pops up. And oh, fairly easy. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to promote because I don't really know the schedule for the rest of the week, including tomorrow. Um, I don't know that that's actually been decided yet. You could but... at least pretend it. You should just announce something. Um, Smile Joe's birthday tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Is he coming on? Yeah, he's taking your place. Oh, damn. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> we just do the show as normal. Oracle talks about unprofessional wrestling and blade jobs, and Joe just sits there. Well, that's shit. Anyway, enough. Um, <laughs> yes, a lot's going on. Oracle, any final words on a night in which you've officially turned heel? Your DMs will be filled with abuse and hate. How do you feel about what happened this evening? I don't care. All these cowards talk to me all the fucking time on the chat. I want to come fucking find me and see what it's like. Did you just challenge them to fight you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hang on. Did you just say they need to come find me and see what it's like? Like, yeah. you, did you just get a punch yeah. him? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, this Bob, you be a grinner. Oracle, you, of course, you're, you're playing yourself here. You guys play this out a little bit. Okay, ready? So I can show up at your house and be like, that's me at your door. Here's what I'm gonna do. When 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 you show up at my house, I'm gonna slap you like Regal does, mm. and I'm gonna beg that you punch me in the face like Regal said on commentary. Wait, wait, stop, stop! This isn't how role playing works. Hang on. Is it, what, what is there? No like bridge between you. Just assume it's a grinner and slap them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> is there any steps before that? Does Bob like say, "Hey, you piece of shit"? I didn't like your dynamite review first. At least, do you at least give it a moment to kind of. Let me just say this. Uh, if you do the research and find me, uh, and it actually does happen, you will be prosecuted 
to the full strength of the law. So do not do that. Um, but... <laughs> I can't believe I set up a scenario where Bob was actually willing to role play and he did a knock at the door and your, your take on that was, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> But okay. before, but but before before I call the police on you, I will fight you. Um, so let's be clear. Okay, so just to be very clear, it appears that many of you are now in danger. Is this only if they come to you? If you see them at a show? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking for anybody. Just, you know, they talk okay. a lot of shit in the chat. Damn. So like you're at a show, you're at AEW Dynamite in like July or whatever. So you're at uh -huh. SummerSlam. You're at SummerSlam, sure. okay? And like a grinner comes up to you, he's like, you know, hey man, I watched the show, you know, I love the grinny bit, or, you know, does all that, you know, just as friendly. Do you immediately assume they've buried you in the chat or do you just are you friendly with them? How do you I'm approach them? With them? Okay. Now if they what come up to you and say out, hey, I remember that one show you said where you said you yeah. fight, and I'd say, All right, collar and elbow, brother. <laughs> collar and elbow. <laughs> Start calling spots right out there in the concourse. Do you pass a razor blade over to him? Maybe. <laughs> just I don't know, just my car key, maybe. Hope this one works. <laughs> Hope this works. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say as a final statement after just saying you're gonna fight everyone in the chat if they confronted you about this? <laughs> no. Could you imagine how funny it would be if Sonic Chikansi was like, hey, man, that March 16th review fucking ruined my night, man. <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> I respect it. Okay. Well, I guess this has been the, the AEW Dynamite review. Um, I had a great time. Bobby was somewhere in the middle. Oracle appeared to watch Monday Night Raw, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> He's very mad. He's threatening to fight people. Um, this has been quite the event. Uh, this... He's probably going to be like one of the only times us three review Dynamite together, which like after this performance is probably is fitting, right? This should be like a one-off effort. Um, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Oracle and I were planning what we were going to do tomorrow, right, Oracle? We were planning it. And we had a couple of ideas, and then we were just like, hey, man, why don't we just – what if we just show up without knowing what we're going to do? That's what we're going to do. That's going to be on the paywall, latenightgrin.com. You can sign up for just $1. And we're going to have a lot of fun over there, Oracle and I. I don't know what time. I don't know what we're going to do. I think Joe Shell's going to be there. I'm sure it's fine. Friday, the free agents. Jonathan Gresham is the topic. He was in the news today. Joe Shell and I are going to fantasy book some of that. Then the late night grin on a later time than ever after after Rampage. Bobby will not be there. Joe Shell might be. Um if she's being rebellious and staying up late on a school night. Oh, it's not a school night. Friday night. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't oh, go no. four hours on a... Oh, we're not. We're starting at 12 o'clock. Our plan is to finish on the time we usually finish. Yeah, three. So, so yeah. It could, it could be like hours. a 90 minute grand. It could be as low as that. Well, with no Bobby, we're going to be fucked because we have no one to dunk on. Yeah. Unless you just... But what if you just challenge people to fight you the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing more on the paywall this week because the grin's going to be shorter. So, you know, Oracle, I'll probably do something tomorrow. I did something earlier. And, uh, yeah, this was fun. You can follow our platform at Late Night Grin. You can follow the Oracle of Wrestling at King Motivator H. Um, 
he, he can also be found at the world famous fuck AEW forums. You can find Bobby at Bobby O'Neill 12. Um, also on TNA Mecca's forums. Uh, much to enjoy here at the Late Night Grin. Everyone have a great night. And please, beyond anything else, enjoy the outro. Bye, folks.